Sneaker Love, a podcast paying tribute to our mutual love of sneakers. The game may be flawed, but the love and culture will always be pure. And now, your host with Sneaker Love, Matty Ice. What's up, Sneaker Fam? Matty Ice here, and this is Sneaker Love with Matty Ice. I am your host, Matty Ice, and this is, of course, a Matty Ice Media Network production. Before we get started in today's episode, a little bit of business. If you want to reach the show on Instagram, actually, if you want to reach me personally on Instagram, the handle is Matty Ice Sneakers on Instagram. On Twitter, it is at Matty Ice Media, and of course, MattyIceMedia.com for all the other podcasts that I either am a part of or support, such as the Soulfully Casual podcast and Drippin' Sports with Matty Ice. I have to be honest with you. I had an entire episode planned for today. I had notes written out. I had everything planned. Actually, one of the things I did uh, late this past week was go over what I wanted to talk about on all the shows that I produce here at Matty Ice Media. And I like to lay it out to the end of the year because it's the holiday season. And of course, we have a lot going on. It seems as if the end of the year, the last two months goes by so fast. And that's really a good way to start this episode. So while I was putting together notes for this week, I really was excited about the topic I was going to bring to you because I was going to highlight a company that is at the forefront of sneaker community. But I went to the movies on Sunday with my family. We went to see The Eternals, the new Marvel movie. And I came out and was shocked by some news that really hit the sneaker world. And that is that Virgil Abloh, CEO of Off-White, the current design coordinator or whatever the title is at Louis Vuitton, and really one of the most famous sneaker designers of our lifetime, had suddenly passed away at age 41. Life is very short, folks. And it was interesting to me to see this news mainly because, much like Chadwick Boseman last year, it was a shock to a lot of people because he had been suffering through cancer in silence. And that's something that not a lot of people do these days. We are so conditioned to overshare everything with social media, with the internet, with our phones. And I think when you see news like this and you see that somebody suffered in silence or went through this battle in silence, it kind of jolts you a little bit. First of all, Virgil Abloh is probably one of the most famous designer of sneakers in today's current model of sneakers. Obviously, if you talk about the history of sneakers, names like Tinker Hatfield come to mind. But Virgil Abloh really changed the game in 2017 when he basically blended Nike and Off-White together in what was called the 10 Collection. And he has since come out with something like 70 new silhouettes or 70 new designs or something like that. But to me, when I think about him, I think about legacy. And at the end of October, as I'm building the catalog of episodes of this show, trying to define what I want this show to be, I highlighted some other people that I felt were influences on today's sneaker culture. And at the end of October, I did an episode about Virgil Abloh. It was a short form thing, just kind of talking about what I felt was his influence, that he was bringing art to the masses, that he was taking something that is so culturally woven like sneakers and bringing high art and high fashion to it when I think there is a barrier to entry for a lot of people when it comes to that kind of thing. The prices that people are asking for, for things like Louis Vuitton, Gucci and so forth. It's why a lot of people go to the rep markets. Uh, Because it's just much more financially feasible to get them. And you might think to yourself, well, if you can't afford it, you shouldn't have it. But there are some things in this life that seem really silly to be so priced out. And clothes and high fashion are kind of along those lines. But Virgil Abloh was one of the first subjects of my podcast here. And I was just really shocked because it gave me an eerie feeling when I saw that he had passed away. And I decided that I needed to do another episode on him. Because honestly, he needs to be remembered for what he did for sneakers. If you go back and think about all the sneakers that he's come out with for Nike specifically since 2017, think about how much hype is involved with them. 
Think about how many people you know covet these items. And yes, you can say that maybe his vision had become tiring because he had been lending his artistic vision to a lot of different silhouettes that maybe weren't as popular. Not that long ago, I think it was like a week or two weeks ago, his Jordan 2 low tops came out. And I said that while I didn't necessarily like them as something to wear, I 100% appreciate the artistic vision behind them and really the personal nature behind them. And I said that about a Jordan 5. And Virgil Abloh worked his way up starting out in engineering, working his way from an intern at Fenty, becoming friends with some of the Chicago legends and sneakers, Kanye West, Don C, and of course, working his way up to being the first black executive at Louis Vuitton, I believe that's the case, and being a CEO of a streetwear company that streetwear has become huge now, if you really, really think about it. Back in the day, it was probably seen as, quote, ghetto or something like that, but today it's so interwoven in young people. And just in our culture in general, and while it's not something that I necessarily aspire to be a part of, I certainly understand its cultural significance. And when you see somebody die so young, 41, I'm 38, I'm going to be 39 in February. It's only two years away from me. That's basically like if I were to get cancer now and do exactly what he did, suffer through it, fight it. Cancer takes so much from so many If you've listened to this show before or you have been a part of my podcasting or my sneaker Instagram page, you know that cancer hits me very hard. I recently lost my mother to cancer and it was one of the hardest things. Cancer takes so much from so many people. I guarantee that somebody listening to this knows somebody who has died of cancer or knows somebody right now that is suffering from cancer. And that's the thing. You know about it. In this case, we didn't know about it. It sucks that in death we learn something new about Virgil Abloh, somebody that we probably have never met, but somebody that we feel connected to because we wear their sneakers or we want their sneakers. And we learn something new about him. We learn that he is very brave. He's very strong. I think a lot of times we associate bravery with people who are out fighting wars or people who fight or something like that. A lot of times bravery is going through your day-to-day life in the face of fear, in the face of the unknown. And I think not enough people get credit for that. So we find this out about Virgil Abloh, that his legacy now includes being a fighter, being brave. And in a way, I think he has lent his voice in the afterlife to living your life to the fullest, to being a fighter, to never taking a moment for granted. And I'm sure right now we can all think of a time where we've done that. I'm pretty sure I do that on a daily basis because when our life just churns and burns all the time and the ills of life get in our way, we generally tend to forget about what it is that we have that's good in this life and that we need to go out there and live life to the fullest. So Virgil Abloh, no longer with us. And I just needed to speak about it. And one of the things that I'm seeing that is very troubling is the resale market for Virgil's stuff, specifically sneakers, has gone through the roof. And I have to be honest with you, it makes me very, very angry and it makes me very, very sad. I've said many times on this show that capitalism is what it is, The resale market is what it is, and I don't hate on anybody who capitalizes and makes money off the resale market. It stinks for people like me because I just want the shoes and I just want to wear them, but in the end, it's their right to do that and they can do whatever they want. I have the ability to, as Batchfloss would say, vote with my own money, and I choose to vote rep and retail because of the accessibility and the financial feasibility of it. No judgment on how anybody does their business, that's just what I do. But in this particular case, it's just like when Kobe Bryant died. In Kobe's sneakers, the prices were going through the roof. And there's something that feels wrong about this. It feels as if we are trafficking in somebody's legacy. That people are making money off somebody's death in a way that just feels unnatural. And it feels wrong. If you are somebody who is doing this, I'm not necessarily going to pass judgment on you. I'm just here to say that it's not what I would do. And that Virgil Abloh's body probably hasn't even been dealt with yet. 
The services haven't been had. People haven't really been able to say their full goodbyes to him. And you're out here trafficking and trying to make a buck, a really quick buck off of somebody's death. I just think that that sucks because his legacy is more than just his shoes. His legacy goes down to who he was as a human being, who he was in his soul. The amount of lives that he touched, I'm sure that most of us think that the only lives that he touched were the people that he hung out with, which were a lot of rich people. But I can guarantee you that there are people who grew up with him in his Chicago upbringing, people that he knew when he was a complete nobody, when he was working his way up trying to become somebody, which in some way we're all trying to do. It's really the most pure of human endeavors to be seen, to be somebody, to be recognized. We all want that. I mean, one of the reasons I'm doing this show, right? Because I want you to recognize that I love this, that I have a passion for it, and that I have a passion for sneakers. Ultimately, we all want to be seen. So there is somebody somewhere who knew Virgil before he was what we know today as Virgil. And they knew him and they knew what he was going through. They knew what he was fighting to become. And he ultimately became that. It's really an embodiment of the American dream in a lot of ways. And I know that there's a lot of cynicism around the American dream, but Virgil in many, many ways worked his way up to be there. And I think that that is a really cool thing. So rest in peace or rest in power, Virgil Abloh. You certainly will be missed, or at least your artistic vision will be missed. I never met you. I now will never meet you. But what I can say about you is that your legacy will live on and that there are those of us who understood what you were trying to do for sneaker culture and for the world. And my hope is that that vision will be carried on with others, others that you touched, other lives that you influenced. And I truly believe that is so. And wherever it is that you are and whatever it is that you believe about the afterlife, I hope that Virgil is resting there and I hope that he is bringing that creativity to everybody that he encounters wherever it is that he is resting. But what I want to do throughout the last part of this episode is I wanted to go over some of my favorite Virgil Abloh creations. And I'm sticking specifically with his Nike line because I don't know anything about Off-White. But there are a lot of things to look at. And I've really owned quite a bit of, or a good number of Off-White collaborations. All reps, of course, because they're almost impossible to get retail, especially if you're trying to get them in a drop these days. So I'm going to start off with number five. And to me, that is the OG Off-White Blazer, the white with the black swoosh. And why do I like that? Well, I used to wear chucks when I was a kid. I used to actually wear them as an adult before I got really into sneakers. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, Matt. Didn't he create a a Converse All-Star, a Chuck All-Star in his 10 collection? And he did. But I actually didn't like it. And I think that the blazer more speaks to me as it relates to this collaboration. It just gave me that sense of being a kid again. It gave me that sense of wearing Converse All-Stars. I love the look of it. I love the exaggerated swoosh. And one day I will own it. I do have the All Hallows Eve and I do have the Grim Reapers. I love those. I just love the blazer in general. But the white, the plain white and black, there's something about the simplicity of it that just harkens back to my childhood when things were simpler. And I really, really love that. Thinking about number four, I really, really love the OG white Air Max 90. I actually picked that up recently. It's not the greatest of reps, but I do like it. It's good enough to wear, and I'm probably going to use it as a kind of beater until I maybe can get a better looking pair. But there's something about it. Again, the simplicity. I'm also a huge sucker for an icy outsole. I absolutely love it. And there's something about wearing it. I feel clean. I feel crisp when I'm wearing it. But it has enough of a design flair that you kind of feel as if you're wearing something special. And I think that's what stands out to me in a lot of ways about Virgil's work is that in a lot of ways, it maybe isn't crazy over the top, but it makes you feel like you're wearing something special. And so even if it's simplistic, it makes you feel like there's something there's something different about it. It just hits different as the kids would say these days. So that's my number four. If I'm looking at number three, I've got to go with the off-white dunk, the first three. And I'm talking more specifically about the pine green, and I do love the Michigan pair. 
But why did I like those? Well, first of all, it brings back the simplicity of the Nike Dunk, which way, way back in the day. And if you listen to, I think it was episode seven of the show, I did talk about the story arc of the Nike Dunk and how it started out as a basketball shoe and was adopted by the skateboarders. But they took that, which was one of the early Dunk Highs in this pine green, it's just pine green and white, and adds just a little bit of flair to it. That secondary laces, most people thought it was phoning it in. But one of the things that the Nike Dunk did, or at least this particular pair did, was it shifted his vision sort of from the deconstructed look to a more DIY look. And I kind of feel like the Dunks are what really transitioned to that. And I don't think it necessarily got the recognition that it deserved when it came to that. It also really reignited the hype for Nike Dunks. And you see that today. I mean, Nike Dunks, both SB and regular, are just flying off the shelves. You basically can't get them. GR, SB, collaboration, it doesn't matter. You can't get them. They're so coveted right now. And they're such a classic shoe. And I absolutely love them. But I just love that it seems like it was a pinpoint moment in this new style, so to speak. And you might be able to say that some of the collaborations beforehand that were uh, women's only, they were more the athletic shoes. I know that he was taking an X-Acto knife to it and so forth. But for some reason, this particular shoe, the the off-white dunk, looked like somebody took it and added their own personal touch to it. And it's really been kind of the design method, for the most part, of many of the off-white collaborations after that. So number two is probably going to be a controversial pick, mainly because I think most people have it as number one. But I have to go with the all-white Jordan 1. A lot of people probably like the Chicago's, totally understand that. A lot of people probably like the UNC's, and I totally understand that. But if you're looking at what I take from the off-white collection, simplicity is really paramount in my mind. And when I look at those Jordan 1's, there's something again about the simplicity. It's all white with a little bit of a hint of color. And you can take your laces and you can make them whatever you want. And there's just, I don't know, there's something really, really special about it. It's an exclusive in Europe, or it was an exclusive in Europe. And I don't know, whenever I wear it, it seems to go with everything, no matter what it is that you're trying to fit. For some reason, the Chicago and the UNC are nice looking, and I would love to own a pair of those. But we've seen those in regular Jordan. So it's basically taking Virgil's vision and putting it on something that's already popular. Like we know that the Chicago is going to sell. We know that anything UNC is going to sell as far as you know Jordans are concerned. But when you take something that's all white, it doesn't necessarily speak to everybody. But it spoke to me in a way that I just loved and I always coveted it. And I ended up getting a pair of reps and I've been very, very happy with them. The materials are quality. The build is quality. And it's just a very unique looking shoe. Again, without being so out there. And when people see it, they're like, oh, that's a really cool shoe, but they're not just gawking at it because it looks silly. Like there are a lot of off-whites that look silly. This particular one doesn't look silly. And that leads me to my number one. My number one is actually a shoe that I don't currently own. And it's something that I would love to own at some point. And I'm actually going to loop in two colorways on this because I really can't decide which one I like better. But what I can say is that the first time I saw this shoe, I was really taken to it. And I just haven't pulled the trigger on it, mainly because I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. And that's his Off-White Jordan 5. That came out sometime, I want to say, in 2019, maybe, something like that. And there's something about it spoke to me. First of all, knowing what the design aspirations were behind it, knowing what the inspiration was behind it, was really, really cool. Knowing that it was the first Jordan that Virgil had ever owned. And when you take something from your childhood that means something and you connect it to something today, that's kind of where a lot of the meaning of sneakers comes for a lot of people. 
If you listen to a lot of celebrities or hell, even a lot of regular people like me and you, you hear a lot of stories that talk about their parents sacrificing buying something else to stand in line to buy them Jordans. You talk about saving up money to buy them Jordans. You hear so many different stories that way. And for Virgil to take something that has such a connection, such an emotional connection to his childhood, to something that he holds dear, and to then be able to put his vision on it and be able to sell that vision to others. And I mean sell not just in a monetary way, but sell it in a way that others can go back and connect themselves to the shoe. For all we know, anybody who had this shoe retail or anybody who owned it, period, is going to grow up one day and say, that was the first pair of shoes I ever had. They're going to have the same exact story that Virgil had. And to me, that's really, really cool. And there's something about it. Again, sneakers means a lot to me, mainly because it makes me feel alive. Wearing shoes that I like, that make me feel good, for no other reason that they just give me confidence because I like them and I look good in them. Everybody has something like that that goes with anything in life. It may not necessarily be sneakers. It could be something else. But everybody has something that they look at that elicits an emotional response. And for Virgil, obviously being able to manifest that emotional response into an actual design that people can have, that people can covet, that people can wear, and get that same feeling that he had is a really cool thing. And I like both the muslin and the sail. I just can't decide which one I like better. And that's probably part of the reason why I haven't pulled the trigger because I don't necessarily need to have both, but I would love to have one one day. And so that's just sort of a nitty gritty, down and dirty top five lists of my favorite Virgil collaborations with Nike. Again, I had notes put together for this episode. They didn't make it. I didn't end up doing the episode that I want. I don't know if I'll ever do the episode that I wanted to, but it just didn't feel right to do an episode about something else when the death of Virgil Abloh is hanging out there in the balance and so many people are affected by it. So many people are hurt by it. People that were close to him, so many celebrities talking about how great of a person he was. And maybe that's just because everybody says that when somebody dies. But one thing that I do know is that generally where there's smoke, there's fire. So when enough people say something like this, you generally know it's true. And yeah, sure, he could fool everybody, but it seems highly unlikely. And I know that his vision, even though he was selling expensive products, I know that he was thinking about the people that were at the places that he was as he was working his way up. And there's something that's really cool about that that's really cool and really genuine. And so now, in 2020 and in 2021, we have lost Chadwick Boseman, or Black Panther as we knew him, a great actor of our time, could have been one of the best actors of our time. And then we lost Virgil Abloh, both suddenly to silent battles with cancer. And they were young. They were in their 40s. And now their vision is lost. We will no longer be able to have that as a part of our lives. Perhaps others will take up the mantle at Off-White and continue the collaboration, but it won't feel the same because we know that Virgil will not have had his personal stamp on it, and it stinks. So I just want to say that everybody who's listening out there, first of all, condolences to Virgil Abloh and his family. We wish him the best wherever he is, and we hope that he is resting up. But for you listening to this, every episode, no matter what show you listen to, whether it's this show or whether it's another show on the Matty Ice Media Network, I always say, I always end every episode saying that you need to hug your loved ones. And a lot of people probably don't listen to it. They probably roll their eyes at it because we all think at some point that we're not going to die, that we're invincible, that we have a lot of time left. And the fact is, we just don't know that we do. There's nothing that can save us from death. It is one of the most finite things that we know in this world, death and taxes and losses on the sneakers app. But there's another thing entirely. But my point being is when I say it, I truly mean it because it's moments like this sudden deaths of people that are so young that can happen to anybody 
And it's really important that you go out there and live your life. Live it to the fullest. And I don't mean make stupid decisions. But if there's a decision that you can make that can check a bucket list item off for you or something like that, do it. Because you don't know if you're going to ever get that chance again. And most certainly, and this is the most important thing, no matter whether it's a loved one or it's family, friends, anything, hug your loved ones, reach out, tell them that you love them. Somebody's not going to be able to reach out to Virgil anymore. And somebody's not going to be able to hear from Virgil anymore. And that's just the way that life goes. So do your best, hug your loved ones, cherish every moment because it is so, so important because we don't get a lot of them and we don't know when we're going to get that time. Thanks, everybody. Sneaker love with Matty Ice. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Sneaker Love with Matty Ice are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Matty Ice Media Network does not condone the purchase or sale of any counterfeit goods. Sneaker Love with Matty Ice is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.